Welcome to the Loudoun Impact Podcast, interviewing purpose-driven leaders in Loudoun County, Virginia. And now, here is your host, J.C. Sylvie. J.C. is a Naval Academy graduate, former Navy pilot, and now top real estate agent, focusing exclusively in Loudoun County. Super excited today. I've got a guest with me that I've wanted to meet for a long time, Ken Falk. He's the chairman and founder of Bowler Crest Foundation. Ken, thanks for joining me. Thanks, JC. Thanks for being here. This is uh, this is quite a spread you guys have here out in Loudoun County. Let's uh, we'll eventually get to the retreat where we are in Loudoun. We've got some uh, some cool video, some drone video to show where we are out here in Bluemont. But let's just start right with the foundation and tell us about the mission. Yeah. So our mission uh, at Boulder Crest is really to bring combat veterans home from war and help them become the productive members of society here that they were on the battlefield. Mm -hmm. And we also have first responders who come through our program as well, and our mission with them is to get them back out to to the streets where they can do their job well. Right. So what is the background with that? Like, what do they they struggle with? Yeah, so, you know, when you go, first and foremost, you know, we get a lot of people in the military that come from various backgrounds, uh, and a lot of people that, that have serious childhood trauma mm-hmm. before they go in the military and the military becomes kind of like a home for them a home that they may, may not have had so we have some people that are dealing with the, the separation from the military mm-hmm. service just not having that family anymore right and then we have a lot of combat veterans who come here who you know have gone to war and you come back from war changed and it's um not bad not good sure. necessarily but yeah. changed and um and and that those changes start to affect our life and you lose friends, you lose limbs, you you get shot. You know, all these things kind of go on with our lives, and that's really what we try to do is to make sure that people understand. Our programs here are based on the science of something called post-traumatic growth. Okay. So the concept is that kind of what doesn't kill us makes us stronger, and that's really what we're trying to do here is teach people how to live meaningful lives. So how does that process work? So they come here um, for this particular program I'm talking about, which is called Warrior Path, mm-hmm. they come here for a seven-day, we refer to it as an initiation. Okay. Set very intense military-style training, 6.30 in the morning physical training, all the way to 8.30 at night where we end around a campfire, kind of closing out what mm-hmm. happened during the day. Right. And that happens for seven days. Then they go away, and for 18 months, we have an online program that they do. And, um, and by the end of that 18 months, we feel like they're ready to kind of kind of journey on their own yeah that's yeah. pretty neat so um for those uh folks who are not on video um i i apologize but we've like i said we've got some really cool drone video of this retreat tucked up on the mountainside in bluemont virginia absolutely spectacular location tell us a little bit about the retreat and how you found it how you decided on bluemont yeah well, my wife, uh, so I, when I left the Navy, I started my own company. Mm-hmm. The company ended up doing very well. Uh, my wife is an only child from London. Mm-hmm. Uh, her parents both passed away, and we had a house in London to sell. So we had some money, and we thought, we're going to go buy a beach house. Mm-hmm. That was our plan. <laughs> and we did. We went everywhere, including yeah. Virginia Beach, where I started kind of my, my Navy EOD career. Right. And we just couldn't find what we really wanted. We didn't like the drives, the yeah. traffic on the weekends. And um, our daughter was in school in West Virginia, and she was mm-hmm. coming home one day and said, Oh, Mom, you got to come to Middleburg. Uh-huh. And we came out this way, and my, my wife's English, as I just said, and, yeah, and the whole so area is very English, right? Yeah. And uh, 
and one thing led to another. We we started working with a realtor, and we found this beautiful estate up on the mountain here in Bluemont. Right behind us. Right behind us. Yeah. And we bought it, and uh-huh. uh, initially for a weekend home, and then we realized it was kind of too big for a weekend home. We were living in Fredericksburg at the time, mm-hmm. and we went from that to um, to Bluemont, sold everything in Fredericksburg, and moved out here full time. Yep. And the property had a hundred or almost two hundred acres, one hundred ninety-seven acres. And we started bringing families of, of the wounded in Bethesda and Walter Reed out to our home. Oh, I got you. Weekend barbecues, yeah. overnight stays. So that's how that's this how it started. That was a start. It was just an impromptu thing, just inviting folks yeah. out from Walter Reed to come and enjoy some fresh air. and Eat peanuts and drink beer yeah. and have a barbecue. <laughs> and, and one thing led to another. And we yeah. had a family staying with us one weekend. And I think I realized that... You know, you tell somebody, go in the refrigerator, make yourself at home. You're still a guest, right? You're so right. I yeah. came home one night and uh, from work, and my wife said, you know, I've been thinking a lot. Why don't we donate the bottom part of the estate, which was all pasture land, mm-hmm. which is where the retreat is today, yeah. and build a, a retreat Yeah. and build cabins where they can have a home away from home. And that's yeah. kind of what started it. Yeah. How many cabins do you have? There's four cabins. Uh-huh. Four cabins. And who gets to use those cabins? So we, we do, basically we do two things. We run this series of PATH programs, okay. Warrior PATH, which I just described. Okay. We have a family version of that, and then we have a couple's version of that. Okay. And... Um, so we run those programs, and then when the, when we're not running a program, we allow families to come out here and do what we call R and R, rest and reconnection mm-hmm. time. Right. And these families can stay for two to seven nights. Uh-huh. The average stay is about four nights. Right. And um, and enjoy Loudoun County, right? Yeah. The wineries, the breweries. I mean, it's oh yeah, it's a great place to it's, get away, and it's free. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was going to ask you about that, and they just have to be a military veteran or a first responder. Or, that's uh, right. So for the family R and R, we haven't opened that up to first responders okay. yet. Um, Warrior Path is open to open first, first responders. Um, right. Family R and R, combat veterans and their family members who have been honorably discharged. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's um, that's fabulous. What a, what a great idea. And I didn't realize that you just did it uh, so organically. You just had the property and having people down here drinking beer and yeah. cooking out and stuff <laughs> like that. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of curious about your background, Ken. You, you're a, a Navy vet. Uh, you did EOD. Tell yeah. people a little bit about that who don't, who don't know what, what that is. EOD and, is uh, Explosive Ordnance Disposal. It's bomb, uh-huh. bomb Disposal. Yeah, so and, it's, you're a little bit different in that sense, yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> thanks for missing marbles. Uh, uh, I, I don't. I, mean, yeah. I think it's, you know, someone's got to do it. It's sure. a job on the battlefield. Yeah. And it's interesting because you'll see all the time EOD is the most dangerous job in the military, the most uh-huh. dangerous job in the world. But it's funny, when you talk to EOD guys, we think the infantry is the most dangerous right. job in the world. So yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's, uh, you know, it is a dangerous job, but we get mm-hmm. trained very well. Sure. And yeah. uh, and we train and we train and we train. And we, and we, you know, like you, you're a pilot, right, in the Navy, you train not to make mistakes. Right. And you train so much. And then when you do make a mistake, you come back and you debrief it and you, yeah. you and make sure you don't make it again. Right. right. Cause a crash or an explosion. Yeah. And... Um, and the most interesting thing about that is it's translated into our work here at Boulder Crest because as I started understanding mental health care, I was, I was flabbergasted that they've, they've kind of come up with two treatments, uh, prolonged exposure, cognitive, cognitive processing therapy. Mm-hmm. And if one of those treatments doesn't work for you, then they, they'll refer to you as a patient as treatment resistant. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have treatment resistant depression or we can't help you. And it's not because 
there's nothing that can help you, it's because there's a community that just hasn't worked on getting better. Figured it out. And, and figured it out. Yeah. And that's what led me on this journey. And, yeah. and that's, that's why yeah. we're here because I, you know, 20 veterans a day take their own lives and, and, and we try to do our part Tragic. to solve that. Yeah. Well, just like you said, solve, you know, solve the problem. Right. And that's what we did in the military. Right. I mean, every day was, you know, solve the problem. I tell my kids when they're growing, you know, as they're growing up, I mean, your, your biggest job in this world is to solve problems. And if yeah. you can solve problems, then you're going to be sought after in employment and so forth. So that's what you did here. You, you saw, you saw a problem uh, and you said, I can fix it. I could address it. I've got a better way of doing it, or at least get a try. Yeah. And you just went for it. Right. That's right. Yeah. We had no intention of getting into mental health care. I mean, our whole mission when we started this place uh, was to have a very small staff, have these four beautiful cabins, and yep. have families come here and stay. Right. And um, and that was it. And that was it. So, But you saw a need into mental oh, health, yeah. and you jumped in it with no background. Yeah. Right? I mean, you don't have a background no, in men mental no. health, right? No, no, I had no background. And now, no. you're, now you're pretty good at it, but <laughs> Well, it was, you know, over and over we kept seeing these families come. And, and the, the, the dramatic turning point for me was we were having a caregiver retreat. And caregivers uh -huh. at the time were primarily young ladies who, um, wives who had, their husbands had lost limbs. Right. In war. Really and tough. Really tough. Yeah. And, that, that, you know, and many of them, and specifically this one lady I'm going to talk about, who married her husband three weeks before he deployed. Oh, my gosh. Right. So, I mean, her whole life was changed when he came home with no legs, no testicles, you know, the, no ability to conceive a child and all her dreams of, right. of being married were changed. Right. And, um, you know, I was talking to her at a retreat this one particular weekend and, uh, or during this weekend. And there was a girl sitting in the corner, and I went over and started talking to her. And I said, um, "And I say, girl, these are young yep. women." women. Um, and I said, "What? You know, how's your weekend? And is everything okay?" And she goes, "Yeah, you know, but you know, really, I wish my husband would have lost his legs." And I said, "What?" And I said, "That's a horrible thing to say." I said, "Well, what is you know wrong with your husband?" Because mm -hmm. most of the women there were wives of amputees. Right. And she said, "Oh, the doctors told him he's got PTSD." And that's when I just thought. Wow, this isn't, you know, this was like the first, not the first time I'd heard it, I'd seen it. Yeah. I, as a kid, I grew up here in D.C. during the Vietnam War. All my childhood friends, their dads were military officers and right. Vietnam vets and Korean War vets, World War II vets. Yep. I grew up with a grandfather who had PTSD. So I, uh -huh. I knew about it, but I didn't know enough about it. Yeah. And I literally went on a journey. I bought a plane ticket. I went to all the major medical schools, tried to learn as much as I could. And I kept hearing over and over, what we do for veterans doesn't work. Yeah. And finally I said, well, if it doesn't work, why the hell do you do it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you've got this fun and it, it started as a retreat. Now it's a foundation with it's multifaceted, all, all kinds of different outreach programs and you're, um, collaborating with other, uh, major, uh, foundations like Gary Sinise and wounded, Water, wounded warrior project and so forth. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yep. So we, we've grown substantially. Our biggest donor here in Virginia was the Clark family, mm -hmm. uh, from Clark construction in Bethesda, Maryland. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Clark was very generous, very generous man. And his family still is, and his mm -hmm. foundation is. Uh, they uh, funded a, a $10 million effort for us to expand, and we opened up a second retreat out in southern Arizona. So, uh, And then we have where we're sitting here today. This is the mm -hmm. Boulder Crest Institute for Post-Traumatic Growth, where we do right. some more you know, curriculum development, some policy change, understanding the problem work. And so we have three organizations really now under our foundation. Yeah. And 
and it costs us six and a half million dollars a year to run it. Right. And and we have to go out and raise the money. And, and sure. I tell everybody, I, you know, yes, I've disarmed bombs. Yes, I've been yeah. shot at. I've jumped out of airplanes. <laughs> yeah. I've been diving in the darkest waters. Fundraising is the hardest the thing hardest. I've ever done. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And we really um, can't do this without partners. You yeah. mentioned Wounded Warrior Project, Gary Sinise Foundation, mm-hmm. Disabled American Vets, DAV, American Legion, VFW. Okay. Uh, Clark family, yeah. uh, Annenberg Foundation, who you know funded one of our cabins, funded our beautiful garden in the place, uh-huh. over and over again. These these families that just keep coming back to us and to see what else that they can do, helping out yeah. in any way. Is it getting more difficult uh, now that we're in um, you know COVID times? I guess I don't know what better way to call it. But yeah, I no, guess. it's a it's a great question. So I had when COVID hit, and a lot of our peers were saying, oh, we're never going to be able to raise money and um, a lot of doomsday kind of sure. stuff. So I had the lady that runs our fundraising efforts here, Sarah, um, mm-hmm. I had her pull some data from the 2008 financial crisis. Yeah. And it was very interesting. And the giving didn't go down that much. And, um, and, I, and I was intrigued by about five or six articles that I read. So what we did is we closed our retreat because we couldn't have guests sure. here. We're open. Yep. We're opened up now in the phase two opening, following all the rules and just okay. doing our Warrior Path program. Gotcha. Hoping to be open fully in August. Okay. Um, but we, I told the staff, I challenged them. I said, "What can we do to innovate?" Yeah. Uh, we teach people post-traumatic growth all the time, which means in these times of yes. despair, can adapt. we look inside and adapt and become a better version of ourselves? Well, let's do that as an organization. Yeah. And this staff has just blown me away. Yeah. You know, with with uh, uh, the webinars, I mean, our outreach. We've done webinars for frontline healthcare workers that have reached over 30,000 people. We never would have reached those types right. of numbers during normal operations. No. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been really A little bit of really a blessing cool. in a way. Yeah. 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 Um, tell me about your shirt. Uh, shift happens. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. We we're doing a video today. No, that's all right. Um, well, I mean, the concept. But it's a shift. The, the, yeah, yeah, the concept so I, is what you come yeah. to Boulder Crest and something positive is going to happen. A shift, right? And shift. It's, uh, it's yeah. a play on words, right? Right. You know, we always make sure the F's in there. It's a, <laughs> um, yeah, right. Although COVID kind of pulled the F out a little bit. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's that's that's kind of a, one of our yeah. one of our struggle well right. is another one of yeah. our struggle well. Like, yeah, let's talk about struggle well. Yeah, so we um, we had been asked over and over again that what we do here at Boulder Crest, did we think it would work for civilians? Uh-huh. And we do feel very strongly that it does right. uh, for a couple of reasons. One is although military spouses aren't really civilians. Um, We've had right. several military spouses through our programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a former NFL football player through our program. And we believe strongly that it would. And we thought the only way to reach a broader audience would be to write a book. Yeah. So our book, Struggle Well, Thriving in the Aftermath of Trauma, uh-huh. is based on the work we do here at Boulder Crest and our philosophy on post-traumatic growth. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. What, uh, what do you have planned for the future? Anything coming up on the horizon or any goal, any big goals, any kind of big things that... <laughs> Kind of that you could talk about it all. Yeah, no, it's uh, you know, we have been so w- w- we've been blessed with this group of amazing wealthy people that love us, right? And uh, which is what every nonprofit's yeah. dream. Yeah. And two gentlemen, uh, the home, founders of Home Depot, uh, Bernie Marcus and Arthur Blank, uh-huh. have 
been so impressed with the work that we're doing here that they've uh -huh. asked us to try to scale it nationwide. No kidding. And we yeah. kicked off last January of 2019, we kicked off a $200 million fundraising campaign to raise enough money to scale not only the Warrior Path program out to mm -hmm. uh, eight additional sites, Virginia and Arizona being two of the ten, right. but also Mr. Marcus had, had, had um, invested a big chunk of money in, in the University of Colorado in Denver called the Marcus Institute for Brain Health mm -hmm. for men and women who have traumatic brain injuries. And he challenged us to scale that out to nine more academic medical centers. Yeah. So last year we scaled our program to Florida and South Carolina, mm -hmm. this year to um, Georgia and uh, Maine, and the Brain Injury Center now in, um, in Atlanta, Colorado, and Tulane University. Um, wow. And this year we'll have three more joining University of Florida and Jacksonville Medical School. We'll have, um, oh my goodness, my memory's gone, Jefferson University in Philadelphia, and hopefully um, University of Washington. Well, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Um, Ken, what, uh, during COVID, uh, lighten things up a little bit. Yeah. Well, where have you uh, been enjoying uh, uh, takeout or uh, someplace that you're really looking forward to <laughs> now that you can, we're entering phase three here in Virginia? It's, um, so we've tried, you know, we were gutted by this whole thing like everybody. Yeah. And we are, you know, it's only my wife and I now. Our yeah. kids are gone, and yeah. we eat out a lot. Yeah. And, right. uh, and we have two favorite restaurants, uh, uh, Magnolias yeah. and Percival and More Better up on, on Hill High. Yeah. And we yeah. have tried to yeah. you know, do the takeout thing with them and, you know, Velocity Wings and right. uh, Penn's Oriental Kitchen and, yeah. and Percival. We, we've been doing the best that we can do. I've also been barbecuing a lot. I've been home, which yeah. I'm never home. So yeah. Yeah. I travel a lot fundraising and right. I've been home and I've been cooking you know, for the for family. So yeah. it's, uh, be, uh, okay. be good to back, get back out and have oh somebody serve you a dinner. Though, I right? went up to Bears Chase. Uh, uh -huh. uh, a high school friend of mine emailed me and said, hey, don't you live in Bluemont? And yeah. We went up. To, I hadn't seen him in years, and we went up to Bears Chase Sunday, and it was like, ah, oh, <laughs> right. we're back to normal. <laughs> know. Sitting up on that ridge line is beautiful, well, That's it? And our house was, you know, I was gonna say, our house was only five, <laughs> five. Well, we've sold it. We, oh, I we, we sold the big house, and uh, we downsized. We spent the last two years building a smaller house right uh, down here in, in Bluemont. Yeah. Uh, Although I don't think the house is smaller, the property and the maintenance and everything. It's sure. time for that in our lives. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but that's it. I mean, it's, it's, you know, we love, we love Loudoun County. You mm -hmm. know, I think uh, the sheriff's department is amazing. The, the culture out here, the wineries, the, sure. the brewery. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a, just a great county. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, I know I love it. <laughs> I've yeah. been here for 22 years. Wow. And so uh, we really appreciate your time, Ken. Um, this is this is basically set up for a, a Loudoun County audience, obviously Loudoun Impact. So, um, you know, that's who we want to get the word out for you to help you grow this foundation out here. I don't think a lot of people in Loudoun County know that um, when they pass, um, you know, on the, into Bluemont, you know, that exit and they're going to, you know, the wineries or whatever, you're you're tucked up right here in the hills and it's beautiful. So um, I think it's a great um, um Charity, right? Um, how can um, some of my audience, so the people watching here, become involved in it if they're curious? Yeah, well, there's uh, you know really three ways to get involved and help us. Um, okay. um, the first way is volunteering. Okay. And we get so much help from this community. I mean, it's it's amazing. I mean, thousands and thousands of man hours a year for mm -hmm. volunteerism. 
And there's lots of projects out here from washing dishes to serving meals to helping us paint the fences, uh -huh. um, those types of sure. things. And, and, yeah. uh, and that's really important to us. Um, this, the second way is obviously kind of financial mm -hmm. support. Uh, we have to raise six and a half million dollars every year. It's a challenge. Right. And, uh, and we've got some great investors and donors that mm -hmm. just, just keep it coming and it's very yeah. much appreciated and, and that's, that's, uh, that's important. Uh, and the third way is really kind of to, to share the word. I mean, I think that yeah. that's one one challenge. You know, we you mentioned that a lot of people don't know we're here. We've had some great press over the years. And it's funny, I'll be sitting somewhere in a restaurant and they'll see a Boulder Crest logo or this shirt or something. Yeah. say, where do you work? And I'll say Boulder Crest and I'll say, what's that? You know, yeah. So I, I know everybody's busy and there's so much information out there. But yeah. helping us share the word, especially in the military and veteran community around yeah. here. Not only um, for, for, for the reason of of helping us in the volunteer and the financial, but you may know a family whose son or daughters served in Iraq or Afghanistan or Vietnam. We have a lot of Vietnam vets that have come through our program uh, that need our program. Sure. So, yeah. you know, you can help them by getting them here too, and I think that that's a really important. Uh, although our county's large, it's really small at the end of the day. And, it is. And yeah. I want to make sure we take care of what's here at home yeah. first. Yeah, and tons of military folks here in Loudoun County. Yeah. Just a, a, a big part of the population. So um, I encourage uh, our listeners to uh, take part in Boulder Crest Foundation. Um, really neat place, Ken. Uh, really proud of you. I, uh, I want to give a shout out to a couple of my Naval Academy classmates that are on yeah. your board of directors, <laughs> right? Rathjen and Malik and um, who's the other one? Mike Monroe. Mike Monroe is another Stever. one. Henry. <laughs> so I, it was it was really cool seeing uh, all these folks uh, who I went to the academy with on your board of directors. It was pretty neat, and they're all doing really good things. They are. They're great. Yeah. It's a great, great yeah. group of people. Yeah. We have a great board of directors. It is. Thanks for having us, uh, Thank Ken, you. and uh, best of luck to you. Thanks, man. Yes, sir.